Hello, everyone. Welcome to my podcast. I'm your host, Medusa Asada. I'm here to give you a general reading for tonight. Keep in mind, this is a general reading, so it may or may not resonate with you. Okay, and also, this reading is timeless. I could be pulling energy from the past, the present, or future, so just take it however it resonates. Only if it resonates. If you're interested to see what the reading has in store for us tonight, then definitely stay tuned. All right, let's do this, you guys. Let's get into this. So, I know I said in August we were going to do movie, movies, uh, like occult movies and books and all that stuff like that. I'm not really sure which book I want to read right now for the month of August, but I have a, a movie that uh, I think we should start off with watching. And it is called After Earth. And um, it's with Will Smith and his son, Jaden Smith. And uh, yeah, After Earth, that's going to be our first movie. So um, I, guess I, could, I guess I can say like Monday or something like that. I mean, that's such a long time, right? Hmm. I don't know. Well, maybe. We'll see. But uh, Monday is when I'll... Or maybe it could be like the... Because I, w- I don't know if I want to, like, break it down, like, talk about everything in the movie. Who knows? Um, I'll say Monday. Give it some time. Because where, what is it? Yeah, okay. So today is Wednesday, actually. So we can watch the movie on Friday. And then we'll talk about the movie, I would say, Monday. And then um, we'll, like, break it down and all that stuff like that. Because I have, it's like a lot of movies. I feel like the first season for our movie night, I kind of want to do like The Matrix, right? Like, so anything that has to do with The Matrix or Earth or whatever the case may be, um, we could, you know, kind of tap into that. So the list, the lineup that I have pretty much so far is After Earth, Dark City, The Matrix, obviously, and then um, we'll figure some other stuff out in regards to that. So, uh, yeah. So, but right now I know I'm, I have a tendency to kind of get ahead of myself. So we're going to focus on after earth, uh, this week, right? So we'll watch it. You can watch it tonight. You can watch it tomorrow, whenever, but like, we'll kind of just do it on Mondays. Cause you know, the MM movie Monday or <laughs> Monday movie breakdown. I don't know. Monday or cult movies, M-O-M, mom, I don't know, <laughs> I'm a mom, I'm sorry, anyways, yeah, so, um, that's kind of the idea that I have right now, and so, uh, yeah, After Earth with Will Smith and Jaden Smith, um, and so we'll, uh, talk a little bit about it, well, at first we'll watch it, get some notes down, whatever the case may be, and then I'll do, I'll, I'll have my notes, and then I will talk about it on Monday, and what I think and what I've gathered and all that stuff like that in regards to the movie. So After Earth with Jaden Smith and Will Smith will be discussed on Monday for our Monday Occult Movie Night. Yes, that sounds lovely. All right, so let's get into it after I spoke so much. Was that a hopefully, it was, oh yeah, that was like probably like over a minute. All right, Sagittarius, you wanted to come out, so let's see what's going on here. Uh, first of all, 
<laughs> intro, please. We are going to start off by pulling external energies that could be effect affecting us by ways of people, places, or things, situationships, relationships, partnerships, soloships. Okay, by uh, pulling the astrology um, cards. Okay, um, this could be in the spirit of a zodiac sign um, or a particular person or, you know, just take it however it resonates. All right, so we have Sagittarius here. Okay, so uh, to me, it comes across as like wanting to, uh, do, do, do. it, it kind of just comes across as like, really, what, what was I trying to say earlier? On a quest to find answers here. We have fourth house, roots. Okay, it could be some history stuff going on here. It could be trying to look into like your background or something like that. Uh, something to do with like family or whatever the case may be. Uh, it could be, you know, um, it could be dealing with like self, right? But then it's like a connection with the family, right? Um, that's really interesting. It could be like some kind of fam, like some kind of hear heirloom. Is that the right word? Right. Um, so we have Jupiter here. Okay. Things are expanding. Okay. All right, this is a great time. It's feeling pretty good here. Um, it could also to be uh wanting to uh, uh lay a foundation here in regards to like family or just like maybe like a house of some sort. Okay. Um. Hmm. Yeah, it could be like a house. It could be a purchase of some sort. Could be thinking about it. Um. Let's see here. We have try and flow. Okay. All right. So, um, for some, it could be a time, a time frame of some sort. Okay. So, um, it could be in regards to Jupiter, right? Uh, being in like, a like being in a, how do you call it? It's like, um, it's like, how do I, I guess, luck, <laughs> right? It's like a, a good time or something like that, right? So sometimes people uh, do really good when Jupiter is like in their, you know, planets and stuff like that. So let's see here. In their planets, in their houses, sorry. Ooh, okay, maybe Jupiter's in the fourth house. Okay. Who knows what's going on here? Let's get some more cards here. The subconscious here. Okay. The soul. Oof. Okay. Um, I feel like I feel like for some it's really being deeply uh grounded. Okay. Someone is Someone needs to be deeply grounded uh, because there's some kind of intuitive um, uh, message or answer that is going to uh, be received, right, that can give you some kind of, of, of I guess, like, um, uh, to me, it comes across as like, a, you know, like the Eight of Wands, Right, it's like for some it could be like a jump start or like a, a leg up or like a push or something like that. 
that kind of like helps to is like building momentum or something like that right so to me what comes to mind I forgot what that movie was it is it called fried green tomatoes or something like that where they're like running and they gotta like run with the train or to jump it like jump on the train or something like that like right it's like it's like that kind of thing or like jump off the train I don't know it's like this energy of like being being prepared because like uh like there's it's like is like a hit or miss kind of thing not ne not necessarily like a, a forever kind of miss right but it's just more so like I mean I would rather just hurry up and <laughs> do it right as opposed to like you know um letting it kind of like pass pass me by kind of thing you know let's see here all right let's see let's get an archetype card all right so let's see here all right yeah like someone has a good advantage point so let's see let's see let's get some more okay so we have two here we have rubber rebel and then we have avenger all right, so I decided to do something a little bit different, okay? I decided to allow the cards to uh, shuffle, you know, however which way. I usually like to have my cards, most of them upright, right? But uh, these are going to be in the reverse because it makes sense. You have light and then you have shadow and, I, you know, I just didn't think of it before, but now I do. So we're just going to do it that way. <laughs> okay, so we have the Avenger here in the reverse. Okay, so we'll read from the shadow attributes. So resorting to violence in the name of a cause. Hmm. What we need to do is to have a desire to balance the scale of justice, righteousness on behalf of society or oneness. Okay, so we can be, okay, which kind of makes sense with this rebel kind of energy here, right? So ch challenging authority to affect social change uh, uh, and rejecting spiritual systems that do not serve inner needs, okay? It's like, you're, you're, it's like, okay, yes, great, of course, right? But we don't need to take it too far, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, it's like the intent uh, is great, right? But the actions, you know, um, it's not necessarily, uh, you know, all that great, right? It's like, uh, it's resorting to violence in the name of a cause. To me, I'm kind of getting like, you know, with Joker, all those Batman movies with the villains and all that stuff like that, like, the idea of like society and humanity and like when they're in a group, right? That group think is the problem, right? Uh, it can be a problem and it can be, you know, in a lot of ways, you know, a d great disservice to society. Um, you know what I'm saying? And I wish, I wish I had the, the title of the documentary where they talk about, um, Hang on. When they talk about the, uh, 
when they talking uh, when they was talking about like uh, how advertisement came about, right? And how like a bunch of psychologists um, were behind it because they realized that when they're able to have people in a group, they're more um, susceptible to be influenced, right? Um, like the idea of 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 influence, right? It, it's a great thing to be able to influence people, but there's also a negative side to it, right? So you can influence and that influence becomes manipulation to do, you know, some, some not so great things, right? Um, hang on. I'm, I really want to, I really <laughs> wish I can let you guys know. I've, I've seen it a long, long time ago. Um, hmm, man, oh, man, oh, man. Um, I don't even, I, I wish I can tell you, but they were talking about, and this is kind of sort of a conversation that I had, uh, in regards, well, I had a conversation with my mom, uh, when we were talking about, uh, cigarettes and how, the advertisement of cigarettes kind of sort of came about and the psychology behind it. And not even just, you know, like the fact that they got so many people to smoke cigarettes, not because like they, you know, felt like they needed it or anything like that, but essentially it was behind the idea or the concept of looking cool, right? A lot of our favorite, you know, um, iconic uh, actors, you know, back, back, back in the day, smoked cigarettes. It was really cool. It was really, you know, um, masculine and all that stuff like that. And then when women started to do it, it was a sign of, of, of independence and, and, and femininity and, you know, um, you know, uh, sex appeal and all that stuff like that, because, you know, that was how it was advertised, right? They usually had back, way back, back, back then, they would have the, have the women, right, smoke the cigarettes and the uh, man would, you know, light the, you know, spark the fire or whatever the case may be. You know what I'm saying? It was like really in some, it's kind of like underlining sexual in, in a way, right? And I think in the documentary or, or something, somewhere I had seen where they kind of said that, that, in a way kind of represented the phallus. And so when women were doing that, it was, it came across as really sexy and really, you know, um, sexual in that way. But yeah. And then not even is that like how they kind of changed the idea, uh, or the style of, of, of how women were to be portrayed. They were no longer the housewife. They were flappers and, you know, they were cool and, you know, hip and, they danced and they were wild and free and, you know, and, and all, and, 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 and all that kind of stuff, right? It was no longer the, okay, women were at home, they baked, you know, they were, they took care of the kids, they took care of the household, right? They, you know, took care of their husbands. It was no longer that. It, it, it the, it's like it, it, ever so often it evolves. And now, you know what I'm saying? It's, completely different. When you talk about, when you look at women now, it's really just like, you know, I'm going to do what I want to do and this, that, and the third, and, you know? And so I say all this to say, right, 
um, when we, when we, the intent to do certain things, it can kind of go a little bit too far, right? So when we think about, you know, how something can be come across as over-sexualized, right? Then you have these effects of like how it's starting to then affect other people or reach other demographics that is not necessarily meant to be exposed to, but it does, right? Because it's on, it's on such like a mass scale, right? Um, it's, it's, it's difficult to, you know, stick to one channel that, you know, uh, caters to, like, it has like children shows, right? And then like, you know, at a certain time, there's like, adult, right? Like cartoons, right? You have cartoons, you know, and, and then you have the adult swim and all that stuff like that, right? What if a kid loves to watch cartoons and then they're up, you know, late at night or something like that. And then they turn on cartoons and then it's like, holy moly, donut shop. This is a completely different world kind of thing, right? Anyways, I'm kind of going somewhere that I don't know where I'm headed uh, to. So I'm just going to reel it back a little bit and pretty much just say like, um, you know, it's, it kind of, it kind of comes across as like wanting to fight for a cause, right? But then it's like, um, we, you're taking on something and then now it, it's like your personal issues, right? is starting to kind of like, uh, you know, leak, uh, seep out, you know what I mean? So it's like, oh, I'm fighting for women equality or something like that, right? I'm fighting for women's, uh, freedom, right? I'm fighting for whatever, right? And then initially it's for in the name of independence, in the name of womanhood and sisterhood or whatever the case may be, right? But because it's such a, it's like so close to what may have happened in regards to a personal experience, it's no longer a fight for the sake of sisterhood. It becomes a fight for, say, for example, maybe you dealt with a misogynistic husband or brother or father, whatever the case may be, then it's, it's not about the sisterhood. It's about, I hate men. Men are disgusting. You know, like men are, uh, they, sh they should be in cages. They should, they should, you know, be in concentration camps. It's like that kind of thing where it's just like, you kind of go in a little bit too far. Like when you think about Batman movies and like the villains and stuff like that, right? Like when they talk about humanity, it makes sense, right? But then what kind of makes them go into that place of, of insanity is the fact that they've been through certain things in the past, right? That kind of makes them, you know, push the, uh, the violence button or the chaos bomb or something like that, right? Because it's like, um, when you tap into that energy for so, for so long, it, it, it's hard to, it's like, it be, it's like a switch. It, get, it turns on and then it stays on kind of thing. And then like, it's like, it's all about revenge. It's all about killing everybody. It's all about, you know, talking down on everyone. It's all about, you know what I'm saying? And so it's like, you know, um, it's, it's, it's really about like, um, doing what, doing what, needs should be done or whatever the case may be, but being really careful, right. That you don't, um, allow your personal issues to kind of get in the way, you know what I'm saying? And so with a subconscious mind here, I know I said like, uh, in yesterday's, um, 
episode how the subconscious mind acts as a projector. So whatever is, you know, you know, in the crevices and the nooks and crannies of the subconscious mind that hasn't been pulled out, right? It's kind of like, um, you know, in Harry Potter where they went to herbology or something like that and they had these pots or something like that and then they had to pull out these plants and then in those plants it was like these like these creature things creature roots that was like it made like really loud noise and so like they had to perform a spell or something like that so that they wouldn't uh screech or something like that i haven't seen in such a long time right so it's like in order for you to be able to do whatever it is that you're trying to do right make sure you take care of that subconscious mind do that some of that shadow work and all that stuff like that so that as you be start to embody whatever um whatever template or coding or archetype or whatever the case may be right uh experience whatever right it doesn't trigger you and then it becomes a a, a you problem where it's just like you know your issues start to kind of like leak out right it's like a faucet that uh, there's like a, a crack or something like that in the faucet or something like that. And then it's, it's like leaking, you know what I'm saying? Um, and so, uh, yeah, that's pretty much what I'm getting here with that. Um, all right, let's get a popsicle stick. Oops, sorry. So we have here friendship and baby. So it could be the beginning stages of a friendship. Uh, uh, it could be a friendship where it's, it needs nurturing. It could be a friendship or, you know, any, anything where it's like, um, it's like friendly turns kind of thing, right? To me, it comes across as like, um, with this baby here, uh, it really kind of, kind of comes across as like, uh, establishing a kind of relationship that can come across as like, you know, like as a, a parent to a child kind of thing, however you decide to, um, you know, uh, uh, upbring, is that even a word? Upbring the child, right? Um, that's what it produces, you know what I'm saying? So if like you've neglected the child, or whatever the case may be, long, a lo you know, a long way, long way down the line, you know, the child is going to be a byproduct of that upbringing. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, yeah. So I guess, cause I was, I kind of blanked out for a little bit cause I was like, what, why would I bring up the advertisement thing? Right. So it's like when, when, when you talk about in regards to, uh, when they talk about the psychology of group, uh, people being able to be, um, you know, kind of herded when they're in groups, right? Um, if you, if you replay something over and over for a, a great amount of time that they're, you're able to, or you fall susceptible to having your mind become programmed to act a certain way or do a certain thing. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, um, for a long time, they talked about, you know, uh, cigarettes and they advertised that and all that stuff like that. And it became so cool. And then people started to feel like they needed cigarettes. Right. And then, 
it made it helped you know i don't know what was the first cigarette company that ever came out but it helped that brand and it also kind of like allowed other corporate corporations to uh become you know uh be born out of that ever era you know what i'm saying even though there was like such diff you know health effects side effects and all that stuff like that for a while they were still trying to um push that it was it was okay to smoke cigarettes right regardless of the side effects and what happened you know when you did it right um the the people will advertise you know um certain clothes and all that stuff like that and then you have a thing where like it kind of has like a a back like a, it's like a a side effect to that you know what i'm saying and so then it's like but still in all you know uh they they have their own intent these corporations or whatever have their own intent and agendas to push whatever it is that they want to push and so they're going to pump the money in and then investment into certain things right so that they can get people to be on board with whatever it is that they're trying to push uh for consumers right it doesn't necessarily have because you know what's really interesting this whole like the baby situation everybody's like kind of like going you know, they have their opinions and people say that what they need to say. But I've, I came across someone who said something that really made a lot of sense. And I forgot his name, but I know, I think his last name was Lathan. Something like that. I don't know. But he was talking about how these corporations are soulless, right? They are going to gravitate to what the consumers or whoever wants. So if everyone is talking about how they don't want, they don't support or whatever the case may be, that is what they're they're going to side with that. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so when a person, you know, sells millions of records promoting things that are not necessarily really great for the, the individual or the children, you know, that are purchasing, consuming their products or whatever the case may be, it doesn't matter. Uh in regards in in the in the corporate's eyes you know what i'm saying it's like um they're going to invest in it because that's where the population is that's where the you know that's where it's popular right that's where they can generate money or whatever the case may be right um and so we have to keep that in mind at the end of the day right it's like a it's like a how can i say this it's like, um, once again, I guess, is, is kind of coming across because, like, I'm kind of feeling a little bit objective in regards to this. That's the kind of energy that I received when I was reading about it. And I was just like, yeah, like, it's more so being accountable for what I choose to indulge in. You know what I'm saying? Like, these psychologists or who, you know, or just maybe it's not psychologists psychologists who are doing this anymore maybe you know they cuz i think a, a psychologist wrote a book about it and that is kind of like the blueprint to a lot of for a lot of advertisements now but you know maybe this is what it is right but we don't necessarily have to engage in it 
you know, uh, we can choose to not do it, not support it, not be down with that. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, people might think that advertisements, corporations and all that stuff like that, people with millions upon millions of dollars and, you know, people who's popular or whatever, people might think that they are the end all be all, whatever they say goes, right? But they are, they are literally, right, pretty much at the hands and knees of the consumers. Without the consumers, there is no them, right? And sometimes we kind of forget that. And we become so much in that space of looking to and looking for and, you know, depending on, right? Instead of realizing, waking up, realizing like, hang on a second, there's nothing, you know, that can be influenced to me that I, uh, that I, it's like, how do I say this? It's like a house, you know, like either you let someone in or they, or, or you don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know there are loopholes, right? But I feel like in this case, like there's a loophole here and it's like, you don't have to feed into whatever agendas, whatever intentions that other people have, whether it may be corporations or advertisements or whatever the agenda, you know, like, you know, higher ups, whatever, right? You have to, we have to understand how valuable we are as an individual, right? And just as a, just entire, you know, just entirely, you know what I'm saying? The loophole is, right? Although they may have the science of, of people's psychology, you know, winning group think, right? But the loophole is, you know, it's kind of like a, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a warning kind of thing, right? If, if they wake up, right? If they realize that they are, you know, that this is the, uh, the agenda, right? They, they can soon choose to not engage in it. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like that is the loophole and is literally just realizing like you don't have to engage in it if you don't want to. You don't have to uh, be influenced by things that are against your morals and your, you know, um, values and stuff like that. You don't have to be a part of anything that makes you feel uncomfortable right? A lot of times we become under that spell of influence and we do certain things that are kind of, that kind of puts us out of character. And sometimes you kind of hear that excuse of, you know, like it's time, it's, you got to break outside of that box, you know, try something new and stuff like that. But if you feel it deep down in your soul, that it goes against everything that you really truly believe in and desire for yourself, it's okay to say, it, I, I don't choose this route. You know what I'm saying? It's okay to go the path that is, um, more aligned with, uh, you as an individual, you know what I'm saying? Um, and then oftentimes like it feels better to be a part of something that, you know, everybody is a part of and doing, you know what I'm saying? It feels good to 
be a part of groups and tribes and all that stuff like that, right? But when we choose to step up to these challenges, right, and do these things, right, we have to also understand that just like how we are talking about loopholes within the uh, the structure or the blueprint of advertisements, there are loopholes within you, within all of us. And those loopholes is past issues or or things that we've done dealt with in the past, right? That can easily trigger us to kind of take things too far, kind of go too far. You know what I'm saying? And so although I'm talking about that as an example, we can kind of like scale it down a little bit and just make it just more so human to human kind of thing, right? It it kind of comes across here as like um, wanting to go against something here, right? Um, it could be a family member, right? It could be wanting, deciding to move out, deciding to, you know, like no longer participate in something here that could have been like in, along the lines of tradition or something like that, um, structures or something like that, right? Um, and mis, misreading or misrepresenting what that means or what, what it's all about or what it's all for. So the intent is to break free to find your own individual self or, you know, find your own individual path. You know what I'm saying? Because as a child get, gets older, you know, they have to walk their own personal hero's journey. You know, when we're young, we're kind of walking that path, but we're, it's, it's more so our parents' path. So a lot of times, you know, when they're struggling and going through the things that they're going through, we kind of, you know, get those effects of it as well, right? By, by ways of how we're being brought up or whatever the case may be, right? But um, when we decide to run away or separate ourselves or rebel against our family, right? Is it because we are hurt from past experiences when we decide to, you know, rebel against our teachers or whatever the case may be, right? How are we doing it? Is it, are, are we taking a stance on maybe like a teacher that we're dealing with or a professor that we're dealing with? Because I don't like to read for children, but um, it's not like I don't like to, but I just prefer. <laughs> but when we decide to no longer participate in regards to like professors or whatever, the, or preachers or whatever the case may be, are we, are we, are we doing it so that, because like you've dealt with a teacher, you know, in the past that didn't like to be a teacher or whatever the case may be. And so you have this kind of disdain for that occupation as a whole, you know what I'm saying? And what if that is also the case? And then like you're given an opportunity to become a teacher, right? But because you kind of taken things too far because you haven't healed from the past, right? You kind of shun it away. I would, I, I don't want to be a teacher. Like I hate school. Like the system is horrible or whatever. But what if this opportunity comes to, to the forefront so that you can maybe change the system in that way, right? Maybe challenge the authority of the you know, board of education, whatever the case may be. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, 
although they may seem as if like they're this big entity, right? And they have, they hold, you know, their, their seat is higher up or whatever the case may be, right? They are not who they are without the people, right? Without the groups, right? And so like, we have to kind of like be in that mindset when we decide to do certain things to try and like, you know, challenge certain things, right? And, um, stand strong and stand up and stand firm, right? Like when, when you automatically go into a situation and you're, you know, ill-willed or unsure or, you know, um, feeling powerless, right? There's that it leaves room for the doubt, that failure, that, uh, you know, that scariness, that fear, you know what I'm saying? And so, uh, yeah, that's pretty much what I'm getting here with all of that. So let's try and move on now. One second, the card just fell. <laughs> okay, so we have here the Eight of Swords as the present, okay? Eight of Swords is that energy of feeling trapped, feeling confined, and so I, I can understand why there is this need to want to break free, right? Um, let's see here. Wheel of Fortune. There goes that Jupiter energy, the hangman. Okay. To me, it kind of comes across as like this feeling here of really wanting to break out of something here, right? So say like, for instance, you know, like you've been through that programming of some sort. You've been through that programming you know, say for instance, you had to sit and watch like, a, like hundreds upon hundreds of hours of advertisement for something, right? Um, uh, not necessarily, right? But you've been like programmed and the programming could be, you know, society, your environment, your household, you know what I'm saying? Um, it could, it could have been that, that kind of, got you into some kind of a structure or something like that, right? Your foundation started off with a programming, which is usually, which is always the case when we're babies, you know, we're our first programmers are our parents, more so our mothers, right? Our mothers are the ones that kind of tell us not to do this. You can do this. You can't you know, they're the, with the threats and all that stuff like that, right? They kind of like shape us into becoming the people that we need to become in order to deal, you know, be within society, right? But we have to understand that their programming um, stems from, you know, how they view society and how they experience society. So it's, it's different strokes for different folks. 
different programmings from for for different you know zones or whatever the case may be right so in an urban uh community that programming is going to be different than you know say for someone who is in a suburban uh community right and so um to me it that's what it it kind of comes across here right but it's like now it's like this feeling of realizing like okay maybe someone is growing up now we're growing up and we are no longer we're no longer a baby right we're we've outgrown the household we've outgrown you know whatever institution whatever thing that you know we were subjected to right and we're we're busting out that's pretty much what is what is coming from right or not coming from this is pretty much what i'm getting it's like we're busting out we're getting we're ready for change right but with this hangman here it's kind of saying hang on a second before you decide to take off let's whatever issues that we got going on here let's work those issues out before we move forward because we don't want it to be a thing where we're carrying these emotional issues or uh, issues from past experiences into you know it's like we're not packing it in our in our u-haul truck you know what i'm saying like it's like let's check our bags before we decide to you know load it onto the truck the challenge here is though the nine of swords to me it kind of comes across as like whatever issues that's happening here a lot of times it's the issues comes across as like um in the within our headspace within our imagining imaginations every time when i see the nine of swords the ten of swords it's just more so an experience that may have happened and it kind of like doubled in size you know as you pour water you know what i'm saying like i don't know is it gremlins or something like that like they multiply when you add when they you know there's water on them or something like that right but to me it kind of comes across as like um the way a person was treated or dealt with or something like that and then you kind of feel like it was 10 times uh, over kind of thing, right? So, for example, and I know a lot of my examples be like out there. <laughs> but um, what comes to mind for me is like when you watch, you know, these like Illuminati videos and stuff like that, right? And then you take on that, that, that fear kind of like latches on, right? Because usually when they have those kind of videos, those kind of presentations, it's like really creepy. Like the music for some reason has to be really dark and intense and scary. And it's like, why can't it, <laughs> why can't we just like learn about this without being spooked out? Right. And then you start to get freaked out. Like, are they watching me? Like, Am I going to get in trouble for looking at this, right? And if we kind of follow, you know, follow that rabbit or whatever down a hole, we start to really feel like we're being watched. And then that's where that paranoia kind of kicks in because our mind starts to work in over time. And it's kind of like when you have a friend, 
right? And you tell a joke or something like that, and then they're laughing, and it's just like, it really wasn't that funny. And then they do it so much to the point where you kind of start to get offended, like, yo, what are you doing? Like, it seriously, like, stop. Like, it wasn't, it's not that serious kind of thing, right? <laughs> you start to low-key, either you feel annoyed or you start to feel like, you know, this per like your friend is just, you know, laughing at you or, you know, like, you know, it's like, uh, like, what do you, like, wh why are you doing this? You know what I'm saying? That's kind of like what I'm getting here. And so I feel like with this eight of swords, nine of swords, right? To me, it kind of comes across here as like, uh, heavy on the head in the headspace and really just feeling as if like whatever it, it is that you're thinking about, right? It kind of creates an energy field of its own. And that energy field acts as some kind of a blockage of some sort. Uh, but it's just more so like that, that energy was created from the, the mind, you know what I'm saying? Like you kind of created that entity, right? And when I say entity, I'm not talking like, it's just more so like an energy field, right? And so, um, like say for instance, like for smokers, right? You've developed an addiction to smoking, right? And so you might feel the need, like you start to hear that voice in, a, in your head to say, oh, we, you need a cigarette, right? Oh, that, like I just had a long day. I need a cigarette, right? But do you really need, do you need that though? Like imagine how life was and how we were able to cope with certain things before it was like pre-cigarette days. You know what I'm saying? Like there was other ways to cope with, uh, situations, you know what I'm saying? And so, but the, the point that I'm trying to make here is the entity of addiction was formulated in our, in, in the laboratories of our minds, right? And then it became a, uh, entity of its own. It developed speech, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that's how it's able to talk to you and convince you of certain things. You know what I'm saying? But when you realize that although that addiction seems to be very powerful, very, very much, you know, having an influence over you, you have the power to decide, you know, no, right? Some people really, when they deal with, with addictions, it's a serious thing. It's a very serious thing. I know people in my life that has, that's been smoking cigarettes for a really, really long time. And no matter what they're, you know, they can't cut that cord. Right. And so that's kind of what it is. It's that feeling of, 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 of letting go something that has such a major influence. Right. But that influence, right. It's more so our imaginations kind of doing what it, working its magic. Right. And so it creates a, a, a feeling of dependency, right? It's not, a, it may not be a great dependency, but you know, if they say that our minds create, or we are the creator of our reality, you don't think that you're then able to create uh, negative situations or it only applies to positive situations. Like how does that work? Right. I can manifest 
a great job, but then I can't, I'm, I don't know. I don't, I don't have the ability to manifest an addiction to something, right? Just like, you know, and I wish I remember what I said in regards to that, but like when you see a person and you don't necessarily know why you like this person, right? But because of whatever it is that you're going through that doesn't reflect upon the self-confidence that you have or whatever the case may be, right? Say you don't have self-confidence within yourself and then that kind of, like, it's like, that's just what you're in right now, right? And then you're dealing with someone who's kind of giving you confidence or whatever the case may be, giving you the attention and all the stuff like that, right? And it seems very promising, right? You can convince yourself that you are in love with this person and this person can be, like, showing themselves, like, and, and, and just, you know, even if they rip their... <laughs> their skins, right? <laughs> their, 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 their flesh. If they used to uh, like rip through the center and, and, and reveal their true selves, right? It's like you would still convince yourself, you can still convince yourself that you love this person until you decide to one day say, I'm going to love myself because I'm tired of the way this person is treating me, although I love this person so much. And then you start to love yourself enough to the point where you don't need that external validation or that external love, right, from that person. And then you start to see, like, oh, my gosh, oh, what the heck? What was I thinking? Right? They're standing out there with their flesh open showing you their true selves, right? <laughs> and you're just like, oh, what did I see in this person? Like, what the heck? What was that? <laughs> right? That was you. <laughs> that was you. <laughs> um... And so, yeah, that, uh, okay, wh where are we going with this? <laughs> okay, um, let's see here. We overcome this here with the Seven of Pentacles. Once again, that, that waiting energy, it's like, stop the music, stop the music, hold the press, just take a chill pill and be still. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's really just kind of assess the situation. It's kind of like when you, like, uh, you kind of like lost in the woods or something like that. And then you just running, 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 right? Cause you're, 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 you're panicking. Um, you get, you start to panic <laughs> and, uh, I forgot it was like, um, I was watching, uh, what is the ridiculousness or something like that. I forgot what it, with, with Rob Derrick or something like that. And he was, he was, he, his first of all, his accent is hilarious, but he was, talk, he was showing clips of, like, people, like, when they drive, um, and they, like, they go through, like, it's, like, he's, I don't know, he says something, but he was, like, panic driving or something like that, when a person drives when they're in a panic, and the, the, just the complete ridiculousness of the clips, like, the person ramming into a car, ramming into houses, to, into shops, and, you know, all this stuff, right, because they, and then it's, like, they kind of, it's just, like, they kind of lose it, and they just, they, it's, like, something just says, something clicks, and it's just, like, screw it, and they, you know, try and get out of a space, so they ram, 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 right, and it's just, like, what are you doing? Stop. You're making, you're creating a mess right now. Like, if you just stop pause and try and find a, a zen space, right? So that you can get out of that panic mode and really just kind of like, just get a good grounding. Just ground yourself. Become aware of your surroundings. Become aware of yourself so that you can think 
level-headedly and clearly in regards to making your next moves, right? Sometimes we need that. Sometimes we got to stop ourselves and say, wait a minute, what the heck am I doing? Where am I going with this? Like, what have I done? You know what I'm saying? What have I done here? It's like also too, I forgot which movie it was where the it was like a villain had kind of seen, you know, all the mess that they created. Like, look at the mess you made, right? Look at the mess you made to the city. Look at the mess you made, you know, to your reputation. I'm thinking about Sean Price with that song. He, and they go like, look at the mess you made. You can't get a job or something like that. It's just like, just really just taking a, 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 a pause for the cause of just really evaluating, assessing like what's going on right now before moving forward, right? Like imagine if a person would just not panic and just kind of like figure out instead of like just just crashing into things, right? And, and it could come, it can start off by just simply trying to get out of a, 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 a jam of some sort, right? Say for instance, you know, a person is scared or whatever the case may be because of a predicament that they're in, right? So like, say for instance, someone like makes you feel inferior or whatever the case may be. And so like, you just want to escape the, 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 the situation, right? Sometimes we can result when we're in that spirit of victimhood, we kind of like act accordingly, right? So we, we start to make a situation worse than what it really needs to be. But if we were coming from a space of like maturity and just clear headedness and, and just emotional stability, we can kind of maneuver out of a, 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 out of a sticky situation. You know what I'm saying? Like say for a person who's not really comfortable with driving and like they have two cars, like a car in front and a car in the back or two cars on the side and they kind of, you know, parked a little bit close, right? And so you kind of panic and it's like, oh my God, how do I get out of this situation, right? Like when you feel that feeling, those nerves kind of kick in, it's, you gotta, you gotta kind of get those nerves under control first, right? Maybe the true issue is claustrophobia, right? Maybe the, the true issue is you were never, you, you know, and it kind of reminds me of, um, like in like a lot of, uh, uh, fantasy books when they talk about like the heroine or something, heroine, right? It's usually like a petite, you know, innocent or not the heroine is, it's, uh, sometimes it is, sometimes it's like the side character, right? The one that needs to be rescued. There this, there's this, they are usually like this petite, you know, really innocent, very, you know, fragile, you know, person who just doesn't do well with confrontation, right? Or doesn't perform well, you know, in confrontation. So they avoid it or whatever the case may be, right? But then what happens when that confrontation gets in front of them? How do they, how do they act, right? Are they scared? You know, do they wilter? Do they overreact? Do they, you know, cry? Whatever the case may be, right? But then there's always, there's always a root of a situation, right? So if we kind of take, you know, kind of get back, you know, go back, back, back to like the past or whatever to get the, to get to the root of the issue, you know, we usually find that, you know, it started from someplace, right? And so, uh, 
Yeah. In order for in, in in order for us to prevent any further or future issues where whenever like you're parked and then those cars park too close, you don't feel feel overwhelmed or feel like you're being attacked or hyperventilating or something like that or panicking or whatever the case may be, right? And so um yeah. That's pretty much what I'm getting here with that. So okay, we have the chariot. Speaking of cars, <laughs> Okay, page of wands, hierophants, three of swords. Yeah, okay. So it comes across, once again, as leaving a situation here. Hierophant, we have a Taurus here. It could be a situation in regards to a person or a situation in regards to, it could also be like a mother figure here with this chariot. Chariot is usually um, cancer. You know, and every time when I think about uh, cancers, I think about motherly, nurturing kind of, 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 uh, uh, what am I talking about? Uh, uh, individuals, I will say, <laughs> right? But the thing is, when it comes down to the, those nurturing archetypes, they are usually the ones that we have to kind of, and when we're doing that shadow work, those are the ones that are usually who we have to conquer the most, right? So, you know, um, say for instance, like as a child, you didn't, you, you felt as if you didn't get the attention that you want, that you thought you, or you felt, I should say, you felt you needed, right? Or you, you wasn't understood, right? A lot of times we kind of blame our parents more so, well, yeah, both parents, right? We kind of blame our parents for the predicaments or the persons that we are today, which is essentially true, but it's also essentially uh, you kind of like pointing the finger so that we we don't take accountability for the change, right? Our parents were who they were, and they did the best that they could do, you know, with what they were given in their lives. You know what I'm saying? Like my mom had me when she was 15, 16. And when I think about that number, right? So young, so young, like, come on now. Like, seriously, I cannot, I cannot, I cannot falter completely and entirely in regards to whatever issues, whatever things that have happened and, you know, whatever she was going through, like I said before, like w it, when we're young, their journeys just by association becomes our journeys, right? Because we are in, th we're in the backseat of their car, right? And so, yes, we're going to get the effects of it, right? The things that happen to them, it, in a lot of ways happened to us because we're in close proximity. You know what I'm saying? Whether we were dealing with, whether they were dealing with us or raising us or not, they have a huge influence in a pro, uh, they have a huge input in programming our, 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 just our selves. You know what I'm saying? In this lifetime, especially in the early stages. But when you really think about them and you sometimes maybe even just studying them and observing them, you know, in their natural habitats, I'm just kidding, but just observing them and just seeing how they move, you start to realize that they are humans and humans are just, we're not perfect. 
You know what I'm saying? We're, we're not perfect. My mom had me at such a young age, and my dad, when I was two years old, my dad was murdered when she was, when she was still a teenager. You know what I'm saying? Living in the projects where people were dying all the time because I think she said around that time there was like a whole crack epidemic. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, what, what do you, what do you, what do you expect? What do you want? You know, like, it's like I did the best that I could do. What do you want from me? You want an apology? I'm sorry for, you know, I'm sorry I wasn't, you know, super mom. I'm sorry I wasn't the best person that you, you know, wanted me to be. And then when you think about it, you you start, and it's more so like, because I know for me, I went through that experience when I started to see how other mothers treated their children. And it, it kind of exposed me to like, hang on a second, mom, you're not being nice, <laughs> right? Because you start to be exposed. And I guess that's where that whole like um, advertisement with women and all that stuff like that. And, and, and I guess like the effects of it or whatever, like when it kind of like it kind of like seeps into like uh, other areas that it's not necessarily supposed to. Right. That's kind of the feeling that it's kind of what I mean when I meant when I was saying it back then. But I was just like, what am I talking about here? But yeah, it's like when you without even being mean and like you know, you don't go out looking for, you know, that, but you kind of get exposed to that. Like I started when I started watching Lizzie McGuire and I was like, but your parents can like, what? Like Lizzie's mom and dad, they were so like, you know, like, although they kind of was a tiny little bit stern with her. Like, I think she kind of got in trouble, got her phone taken away or whatever the case may be whenever she did certain things. Right. And not even just that, like freaking, that's a raven, you know, um, even Stevens, like just seeing that kind of dynamic, right? But not even just that, like within my friends, you know, like seeing how they treated, you know, uh, their daughters and stuff and just seeing how much that was different than, you know, within w w with me and my mom. That's the only time when I started to realize like, okay, she's not, she's, you know, something's, something's not, something's not, you know, a favorite in this situation, right? Right. But then when you're, when like, it's, it's like, all it's like, you gotta kind of understand, like a person is going to be what they are. You know what I'm saying? And some people are lucky enough to, 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 to wake up right from that, uh, hypnosis or that, um, you know, it's kind of like, a yeah, it's kind of like someone is just kind of like waking up and just deciding like, okay, I, I, I want to change. And I realize that like, you know, it's like some people wake up, some people don't, but at the end of the day, just for the sake of yourself, right? Because you, once you become a certain age, you are responsible for your own self, right? Like you could sit, you can sit here and blame everybody in the whole entire world, right? But at the end of the day, right, uh, the change isn't going to come you know, until you decide to enact that change, that proper change for yourself. You know what I'm saying? That, that feeling of, of pointing the fingers and, and blaming and victimhood and all that stuff like that is going to be the, your downfall, essentially. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like I'm saying essentially a lot, so I'm going to try not to say that anymore. <laughs> 
But anyways, so, you know, but also too, because I do feel like with this three of swords here, to me, it can come across as that feeling of, of feeling, uh, let, let down, right? Someone broke your heart. Someone, you know, destroyed, you know, the center of your world in a sense, right? When we think about the heart in Marielle Tarot, she talks about the heart being the, you know, your, your world in a sense, right? Um, your, your, like your inner world, like the, the gateway to your inner world, right? And to me, it kind of comes across as like someone had enough, had enough information, right? Um, just like with those psychologists, they had enough information in regards to the psyche of the masses when they're, you know, and how to influence them in some way. And they utilize that to their benefit. It could have maybe been to your detriment, right? But it was for their benefit. And in this situation, it was like someone here kind of gained access. And, you know, it kind of comes across as like a betrayal in a sense, right? And there was this, there's this feeling here of like, I trusted you. Like, I you know, I opened myself up to you. I, I decided to give you a chance or whatever the case may be, right? Like my life was in your hands in a sense. My heart was on in your hands or whatever. You had my heart, right? And you betrayed me. You stabbed me in the heart. You stabbed me in the back or the front, wherever, right? And that hurts, right? And instead of it coming from that space of just, you know, just saying it like that, right? Just being completely honest about it to yourself or for whoever you're having this conversation with, right? It's like, it's more so of a internalization. And so there goes, that kind of opens the door for that Avenger kind of energy where you want to resort to violence, right? For the name of your cause, right? So... And we do that sometimes. And violence doesn't necessarily have to be physical. It could be verbal, verbal, uh, wor like words hurt too, you know? Um, tell somebody that, tell somebody that really, that you, that really loves you and looks up to you. Tell them that they're ugly. That is, you might as well have slapped them. You know what I'm saying? Like words hurt too. Words can be violent too. So I feel like, that ver there's like a verbal exchange of some sort where it's like someone is hitting below the belt and it's just like that hurts and not to say that no one has ever done it before and you're like you know no like it happens sometimes like you know I can uh, there's been times in my past where I've I was so hurt or so upset right uh with a person I'll say, for example, my mom, because I always use my, uh, my situation with my mom and these in 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 my examples, right? Where I've said certain things, and I can see it on her face, her beautiful face, that that wasn't that was that was a little bit too far, right? But it was also coming from a place of I've been I'm just I haven't I've never really healed from these past situations, and so therefore. All of that just kind of like acts as a, uh, you know, like a, 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 a driving force to kind of like, you know, jab the sword, you know, in the back. You know what I'm saying? 
because you know, and it's really funny, and I, I know it's kind of like sidebarring here, but the act of penetrating someone's skin, it takes a lot, right? Something just has to click off in your head to kind of get past that barrier of of just naturally not wanting to hurt another person. Like I could never skin a chicken. I could never, you know, kill a deer or anything like that, right? Like, you know, like sheesh, right? But but to actually do that to another human being, it's just like, ugh. Like I can't. I I don't have that in my body. I can't. I can't. You know what I'm saying? Um. And so, like, but I'm pretty sure it's like that with words. But because we've gotten to the point where, like, it becomes a normal thing, right? Like, when you, like, I started to see, you know, that energy of a child defying uh, their parents on TV. And if, and because I've seen it enough, it seemed as if it kind of came across as, like, the right thing to do. And so... When the first time that happened and the second time that happened and the third time, right, it becomes like at first, like you kind of feel like I shouldn't have said or I shouldn't say it or there's like this fear before you decide to defy your parents, right? When I say go to bed and you're just like, no, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or when you decide to like sneak out, right, to be with your friends or whatever the case may be, right? Or to when you first lie or something like that, right? Like, these things kind of come in, they kind of seep into the household, right? And, you know, it kind of comes by ways of, like, an episode or, you know, something, right? A, 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 a song or whatever, right? And it's not in your reality, but then you kind of see it, and then it's just like, oh, wow, that's a thing. You can do that? You know what I'm saying? Anyways, once again, it's that advertisement thing and that psychology thing again. I wish I could find... The video hopefully I can by the time like you know I post this but anyways and so what were you talking about yeah yeah yeah. so um yeah so when you first say it or whatever the case may be like it kind of hurts but then when you say it enough it it, it doesn't really hurt as much right you kind of get used to it or whatever the case may be you kind of get used to that feeling it becomes in a sense like kind of a little a little numbing right and so when you say certain things, it starts to no longer be about, okay, oh my gosh, like I hurt this person's feelings, like this is like, I shouldn't have said that kind of thing, right? To the point where it's like, now we kind of use that as a, a weapon, right? So, oh, you're going to talk about me, you're going to talk about my dad, well, what about you? Like, when are you going to get get up and get a job? Like, stuff like that, when it's just like, miss, excuse you? Or not even just with, you know, your parents or, like, just, like, an elder or whatever or a friend or whatever or, or your boyfriend or girlfriend. Like, with teachers, right? Like, it's like, oh, my gosh. Like, you you talk to the teacher like that? What? You know what I'm saying? And then you see people that really just don't have a filter at all. They just don't care anymore. And then they just talk to any old body any old kind of way, right? Anyways, I don't know where I was going with that. But... We have here the Chariot, Page of Wands, the Hierophant, Three of Swords, right? And so, to me, it just kind of comes across as, like, you know, something that kind of, like, 
you know, really, it's like someone kind of like looking up to them, right? So someone that you held at such high regard, right? And then there was like some kind of verbal exchange or something that kind of hurt, happened that kind of hurt it, right? And like, to me, it kind of comes across as like, um, where there was a great opportunity to have cordial conversations of some sort, where two people can kind of come together to have a conversation, right? It just more so comes across as like, um, it's like an imbalance here, right? It's like not where two people can come together to build upon a situation in order to to uh, just expand uh, consciously, you know, is it kind of like went left where it's just like, you know, I'm, 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 I'm going low, right? I'm, I'm gonna go low. I'm gonna hit below the belt. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hurt. It's like, I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm out. I'm choosing violence. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, where it could have been a thing where it's like, I'm choosing to, um, come from a, uh, higher perspective, right? Um, yeah. So let's see here. We have in the past King of Swords, Six of Wands, the Empress, Knight of Swords, Five of Wands. Okay. Yeah, to me, it kind of comes across here. It could, it could be a father figure or it could be a feminine. No, I'm sorry. It could be a, a feminine energy in a masculine or 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 in their, uh, with a, a dominant masculine energy, right? So, um, to me, it can kind of come across, what, what am I, okay, I'm sorry. A masculine energy in a fem, uh, in a feminine dominant energy. So it could, maybe I'm saying all this because th this could be the case. This could be the case. But I feel like, I feel like with all of these here, because I usually just do three, but I felt the need to do five with this because it's kind of coming across as a story here. Um, to me, it kind of comes across here as I'll go with the feminine energy within a masculine uh, dominant energy. Where a feminine energy, right? It could be a mom, right? A... a, a a mother figure, right? It could be anybody, but I'm just going to use this as an example. So a mother figure who is more so masculine dominant, right? Could have, it, it, it would have been more, it would have been more easier, right? To lean on or cater to nurturing, loving, uh, being more motherly, feminine with this empress here, okay? But instead was more so focused on, once again, with this five of wands, that masculine energy of combat, right? Um... To me, it's not even just, it's not even just combating, it's also to just more so logical based, 
right? So there goes that masculine energy, right? Because masculine energy is just more so logical, right? But the what needed to be implemented within a dynamic here is to sometimes step outside of that logical base and be more in that nurturing space. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like that's where, with this five of wands, that is the conflict because when someone just needs a hug sometimes, when someone just needs to be consoled, it was just more so like, um, it's like when you think about like, I don't know how to, how do I say this? It's just more so like when a child goes through certain situations, right? And they don't want to just, they don't want to really talk about it. They just want to be held or they just want to be loved on, you know, showered with love. They want to be, you know, showed compassion and just like, you know, uh, being, you know, a part of something, right? So that they don't feel like they're alone in the situation. Instead, it was just more so like a, a strategic kind of thing of like, okay, well, this, like, you know, Katie's upset or, you know, Hector is upset or whoever, right? We should uh, put him in some kind of karate school or something, right? Give, you know, do you want money? Do What do you want? Some clothes? Like, do, you know, it's it's like that kind of thing where it's just like, no, I don't, this is not, I, I, just, I just want you to be my mom. I just want you to be my dad. I don't need a counselor. I don't need a, you know, a, a banker or anything like that. Sometimes I just want my mom. Sometimes I just want my parents. You know what I'm saying? And that's kind of what it's coming across, right? So, uh, yeah. All right, so let's see within the heart space. Okay, four of wands. Okay, there goes that number four again, that household. Four of wands, four of pentacles. Yeah, so it's like um, not being able to heal from a dynamic, right, where uh, the household in some sort kind of was more so like um, it's coming across as two ways. I'll try and remember the second one. But the first one, it kind of comes across as a household where like everyone was, it's like a lock on the door, right? Whether that may be like being sheltered or something like that, or, you know, um, uh, like just being like introverted or something like whether that, 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 um, that energy of introvertedness stems from the fact that, you know, you were sheltered as a child, right? Like I was sheltered, you know what I'm saying? Um, and I couldn't really do a lot of things that my cousins were doing. Um, and so therefore it developed, I kind of developed into that energy or into that nature of introvertedness. You know, I just learned that word like a couple of years ago, maybe a few years ago. Um, but it kind of makes sense, right? Because for me, like my mom was just more so like, you know, she's kind of strict in that way. And so I, I don't mind being at home. I actually prefer it. When I go to other places, you know, I'm just like, I'm ready to go home. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, I'm really comfortable here, right? Because I'm just, that's just, you know, that's, that's all I know. <laughs> but um, anyways, so yeah, like, it could have been, like, feeling sheltered or whatever the case may be, right? Um, not really having friends or whatever the case may be. You could have been the only child, right? Um, it could be, like, a place where it's like really just having like kind of creating your own world, you know, within your own head kind of thing. And like, you know, like just really just being, 
you know, to yourself, really, right? Um, it could also be like, as far as like financially too, um, not really having that much money. And so there wasn't much to do or, you know, much to explore, you know what I'm saying? And so, um, so I can see how that energy of having to explore or expand or whatever the case may be can act in a sense as a, like a, a challenge, right? It's like, oh, I don't think I want to, you know, you, you see what I mean here? It's just like, you know. If that is the case, having to break out of that comfort zone, right, it, it, it can kind of trigger some like issues, right? So maybe when you were young and seeing other kids, look, you looking out the window and seeing other kids play or like, you know, going to school and hearing all, all your friends hanging out and doing all these kinds of things because you was on punishment or something like that or just you wasn't allowed to go, right? Because your, your mom didn't know the mother or something like that, right? And it kind of hurt, right? But you've held on to, you kind of like swallowed it right? You swallowed that pain, you held on to it, but you never healed from it, right? And so like, it kind of, it kind of makes you feel a little bit like you can kind of internalize it by ways of feeling like, well, I don't need friends. I don't need to be, you know, with anybody because that's how you convince yourself in order to get, um, to, 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 to kind of like, uh, work through that emotion at the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how you had to cope with it and convince yourself, right? So that you can feel as if like you were okay, right? So let's see here. On the other side, we have temperance and king of cups. So to me, it really comes across as the heart uh, space. Really just, um, really just, uh, hmm. There's a, it's like, okay, so temperance, Sagittarius energy. Okay, so that Sagittarius is coming up twice. To me, it really comes across with like um, feeling as if you ha need to have answers for everything with this King of Cups, right? But this is more so feminine based. So it could be like a feminine energy uh, in that masculine energy uh, dominance or whatever the case may be. It could also be right realizing, you know, if it was a mother figure or a feminine energy, right, within that masculine dominance, it's seeing that person in a different light. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was able to see my, in order for my perspective to change um, and therefore heal a lot of, like, tethered, uh, hurt emotions when it came down to the, my past experiences with my mom, I had to understand her for what she was. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes, like, when you have that, and like I said, again, it's all due to influence. You see people on TV and you think that this is the, this is who, this is who my mom is supposed to be like, not like how she is. No, your mom is how she is because that's how she is. What the heck? Let it go. You know what I'm saying? But we latch on to these kind of ideas, right? And so when we kind of strip those ideas away, that, uh, that um, programming away, right? And you see her for what she really is. It allows you to heal in that way. And temperance is a definitely a healing energy, right? It's a healing energy from a more, you know, with the Sagittarius, like more from a more psychological standpoint, right? It's like when a, when a person decides to go on a spiritual journey to find X, the meaning of X, you know what I'm saying? And in order to find the meaning of X, you kind of go through the, this whole like, you know, algebra, whatever the case may be to find the true answer, right? And I feel like within the heart space, it's like the true answer really is, you know, 
just it's it's really just discovering regardless of a person's flaws you know you do love your mom you do love her despite the experience because now you understand her or you know i'm keep saying mom but this could be any kind of figure in your life right that you felt may have hurt you or whatever the case may be or betrayed you or whatever or done you wrong right because it's like you start to realize for me what was i doing when i was 15 16 i definitely wasn't in a space i mean i was a good babysitter right i was a good babysitter but i definitely didn't have a boyfriend i definitely didn't was wasn't mature enough to be to to maintain a relationship let alone have a darn baby let alone have to survive you know, in, 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 in that kind of scenery, you know what I'm saying? I definitely wouldn't have been able to, or maybe I would, who knows, but given from, in regards to the cards that I was given, you know, I'm just saying like, that's a completely different situation, a completely different, um, uh, environment that I'm just not well equipped, uh, in handling, right? And so, like, I realized that my mom, I started to see her as a more stronger individual, right? Very strong, so beautiful, so strong, you know, and still in all, she was able to, you know, do what she needed to do for me and, you know, we're able to have such an amazing relationship now and I can look at her and I can just, you know, I, I, I smile at it because I see her you know, for who she is, even when we have our disagreements, I can look at her and I don't, it's not from a space of ill will. It's not from a space of like, you know, malice or, you know, dislike or whatever the case may be. Right. I'm not, I'm no longer holding up to her, holding her up to any kind of outside standards or whatever the case may be, because I, I know who she is alone. You know what I'm saying? And this could be realizing a person, a person for who they are outside of the, the construct of some kind of archetype. You know what I'm saying? Like if, if that's your man and you're going to stick beside him, stick beside him because you, because of who he truly is, not because who you, who you, or what you think a boyfriend or husband should be. You know what I'm saying? Right? We're all going through our own individual journey, our own individual paths. We have to discover ourselves on our own, right? And then on top of that, figure out our own personal purpose. On top of living within a matrix, within a matrix, on top of, you know, all this other stuff, right? Like, come on, we, we have to not only cut ourselves some, our, some slack, but we got to cut other people some slacks too, right? And if there's, if it's so toxic and so problematic, you don't have to engage. You don't have to deal with it. You don't have to put yourself through it, you know, regardless, you don't have to. I know it's easier said than done, but at the end of the day, we have to recognize our own individual power and our individual power is the choice to engage or disengage. You know what I'm saying? To allow or disallow. People underestimate that kind of power. 
People really truly underestimate that kind of power because if a person come in here and they trying to sell you a carpet, um, a carpet cleaner or something like that for like $2,000 and they knocking at your door and you're trying to tell them like, no, thank you. You know, but they just, you know, they put apply that pressure and, and, and you can't handle that pressure. Right. And you say, okay, all right, fine. Right. Like people underestimate that power of choice. People really truly do because they don't think that there's power in that, but it, it really truly is, you know? And so, uh, yeah, we have King of Wands here in the future, King of Pentacles, Four of Swords, the Emperor. So to me, it kind of comes across here. It's like two, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, what the heck is this? So many, it's so, it's so many like, uh, feminine energies well it's like yeah it's like masculine and feminine energies well technically we're like we have we have both energies within us right but to me it kind of comes i kind of read it as like um a masculine energy that is more so feminine base so hmm To me, it kind of comes across as like uh, no longer engaging in, 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 I don't know why I want to say for a play. This is just ridiculous. But it, it comes across as no longer engaging in foreplay with individuals that are not balanced. So for some, it can come across as a masculine energy that is more feminine, right? And like I said before, like when we're feeling deficient in certain um, nutrients or whatever the case may be, we kind of like gravitate towards that because we we need that, right? We need to feel uh, fulfill those uh, uh, deficiencies, right? And so if you're dealing with a feminine, if you've dealt for a long time with a feminine energy who is masculine and you kind of are a little bit uh, opposed to it, right? Dealing with a masculine energy that is feminine kind of helps to fulfill those needs that you felt you were lacking in, you know, when you're dealing with a, 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 a mother figure, right, or a nurturing figure that was just really just a dominant base, right? But to me, it kind of comes more so across as like um, no longer wanting, whether this is like individuals here or just more so like a person, like personally, right? Um, you're no longer trying to deal with instability, right? You're, you're wanting that balance. Um, and you're wanting to be more in control here with this emperor. You can also, it, it can also represent Aries, right? So it's just more so like being more in control of just your temple, right? Your, 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 your body, your life, you know, your kingdom, you, you know, it, it comes across as that. Or just wanting someone who is more so balanced in that way. Or just wanting someone, you know, uh, who's more so masculine in that way. You know what I'm saying? Um, it can also come across here as like um, feeling as if like... Um, to me, it kind of comes across as like feeling as if like you need to do it all, right? And that feeling is in itself is kind of overwhelming, right? And then you realize like you kind of, you kind of, it's not more so of a, like it's like an attack kind of thing, like a, 
you know, like, oh my gosh, like, you know, it's like not, it's like not that kind of feeling. It's just more so like, and that's okay. Right. Cause to me, it kind of comes across as like when a person feels as if the weight of the world is on their shoulders and they gotta, they gotta be, they gotta be the ones that do everything. Right. But then essentially when, you know, when you really think about it, I mean, if you are the creator of your own reality, you know, the weight of the world is on your shoulders, right? Because it's being projected from your, from your mind, from your eyes, right? You're, you're creating your actual world, right? And so instead of being in that victimhood mentality of like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm, I like, it's just too much until you, it's like, no, you're kind of like stepping up, like, no, I can handle it. You know, I can handle it. I'm the creator. I'm the captain. You know what I'm saying? I'm the emperor, right? So, um, yeah. Okay. The, the bottom of the deck here we have is ten of wands, right? It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be a negative thing, right? Like, it's like, it's all in the mind. You, 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 you kind of see it as a negative thing, but you need to more so see it as a, a positive, more, it's like a beautiful thing, right? Because what's going to happen is your, your brain is going to trick you. Your mind is going to trick you into thinking that it is a negative thing, right? Because we do create our reality, you know? So anyways, I am going to take a little bit of a break and then I'll come back with the advice from spirit. All right. So let's see here. Get a card. All right. Oh, there goes that masculine. I was like, what is all this masculine energy coming from? <laughs> all right, let's read it and see what this is all about. If I can just get the book without making too much noise. Okay, so here goes that masculine energy we were just talking about. So let's read this first. So we have Urus, okay? So ox and strength. So a symbol of brute strength and power, the wild ox of ancient times was both revered and feared because it was wild. The rune is a symbol of physical power, vitality, and good health. It can also suggest great emotional courage. If you are going through difficult times, you must find the creativity inside yourself to pull through. You have great power within and you need to unleash that power. When you do, there is no stopping you. This is also a rune about the need to take a risk and not to fear change. But conversely, it may also be urging caution. Energy that is misdirected can do great harm to both yourself and others. So ensure that your words and actions do not wound or result in chaos but rather in healing and peace. Yes. Yes. Okay. So let's see what else do we have here. Ooh, I just passed it. Give me a second. All right. We also have jar, jar, jara, all right, which means year and harvest. Okay. So it says, 
There are strong seasonal associations with this card. This is the rune of the good harvest or the culmination of a year or a cycle of planting and growing that results in fruitful crops. In other words, this card suggests that there have been many tough obstacles for you to overcome, but you are about to feel the peace that comes when success is hard-earned and justified. Your hard work, patience, and discipline may soon be rewarded. Enjoy those rewards when you receive them, but don't relax too much. There is a forward momentum with this card, and you are advised to plan ahead. The seasons of the year have a relentless quality, and you need to prepare for the inevitability of another winter. When, res when resources may be scarce again, Above all, this card reminds you that life is cyclical and that during the good times, you should build up your strength, learn lessons from any hardships, overcome, and prepare for the future, whatever it may bring. All right? Yes. All right. So let's get a crystal slash gemstone. All right. So let's see what we have here. All right, so we have Rainbow Obsidian. All right, so it says hope, depth, evolution. Within the darkness, there is always light. When Rainbow Obsidian's dark exterior is exposed and light colorful bands highlight the stone's beauty. Rainbow Obsidian is a great stone showing you unhealed matters of the heart and bringing hidden wounds to the surface for ultimate healing. Rainbow Obsidian takes you on a journey of evolution, of opening your heart and discovering your true purpose in this life. Able to assist in cutting cords, Rainbow Obsidian floods you with light and love, forgiving yourself and others in the process. All right, so Libra and Saturn. Next, we have Tiger's Eye, so courage, optimism, power. A courageous and brave stone, Tiger's Eye motivates you to show up as your best self, dispelling any fear and doubt in your path. Known as the shapeshifter, Tiger's Eye embodies healing energies from both the earth and the sun, drawing optimism toward you while also grounding you in reality. Call on the warrior side of you and pursue your ambitions with laser focus. With confidence, strength, and power, Tiger's Eye helps break through any blockages that stand in your way. Activate the warrior inside of you, Leo, Capricorn, and Sun. Okay. All right. So I decided instead of, uh, for the last one, instead of playing cards, I will do these uh, charms. So one second. Okay, sorry about that. So let's get some some charms here. All right, so let's see here what we got. We have here a puzzle piece okay so it comes across as a missing piece we have donuts here okay um, to me it comes across as something sweet something 
you know, um, it's like a, a treat of some sort, right? But understanding also too, with this, uh, this coming across as moderation in a sense, right? Like too much of it is not necessarily that good, right? We have a snail, uh, you know, to me it comes across a snail's pace, but it also, is, I'm thinking about the slime that kind of gets left behind, you know, like a trail of some sort is what I'm getting here. Okay, I have a giraffe here. To me, it comes across as like perspective. Okay, um, godlike perspective next to this baby deer, kid deer here. Um, so it could be in regards to past of some sort. Someone could have been maybe like chunky as a kid or, you know. Um, we also have a leaf, a leaf here, right? But to me, it, it comes across as fall. So if fall is a, a timeline, you know, a time frame of some sort. But to me, it also comes across as transformation, right? So um, something has to die for something else to kind of begin, make room for something else to begin again. We have a tiger here. To me, it kind of comes across as like focused, right? Um, you know, eyes on a prize kind of thing, but also uh, it, uh, it kind of comes across as like plotting in a sense, right? Um, let's see here. We have a starfish adaptability what, um, is what comes to mind here. We have the wheel on a boat. I forgot what that thing is called, right? But to me, it comes across as direction, but really too, like um, it's more so like a, the direction in a sense, like when I think about the wheel, it's like really, it's like a... It, you know, like it kind of doesn't have, um, like, you know, like regular wheels kind of have like a tension or like resistance or something like that. And you can only turn it but so much, but like with boat, um, wheels, you could turn that thing. It's so loose, right? To me, it kind of comes across as a little bit passive aggressive, right? Um, Right. And so like, uh, yeah, it, it just comes across as being really, really loose. So the direction, like, you know, it, it's, it could be pretty loose here, but just thinking about how we're in, in regards to the environment that the boat must, uh, travel on, right. Or through or whatever, or in, you know, with the water, right. It's, it's, the water is so tough in a sense, right? Um, you kind of got, you kind of have to be, you kind of have to surrender it in a lot of ways, right? Flow with the, with the water or whatever. Cause like, uh, you know, like being out there in the ocean is, is just a thing of its own. Right. Um, and so, uh, yeah. All right. So we have two calories here. So number two talks about balance cooperation. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's, that kind of makes sense here with that water co-op cooperation, adaptability, um, um, union, you know, choice. Okay. I picked up the wheel again. Um, as I was saying it and I didn't even realize that. Okay. So we have Q here, um, quality here. That's the word that comes to mind. Quality over quantity. Um, we have here love, the love charm. We also have a, um, skull and bones, uh, uh, charm here. Okay. Um, to me, usually that just kind of comes across as like, you know, do not enter. Right. But Hey, maybe you should, cause there's, there's some hidden, there's some hidden secrets behind that, uh, whole thing. What are they doing? What do they know? What are they practicing? You know, it's like, you know, that society knows things that we don't, you know what I'm saying? Um, it's a wonder, it's a, it's a secret society. All right. So we have here, listen to your heart. 
Okay, listen to your heart. We also have a shovel here with love on it. Okay, how, how far, how deep are you willing to go for love? You know, um, we also have the horse galloping, right? So freedom is what comes to mind. Freedom, wanting to be free and in the wild, <laughs> right? We have an age here, Harry, okay, comes to mind. Um, let's see here. We also have Y for yes. <laughs> okay, uh, puzzle. Okay, missing piece um, is what I'm getting here. I think it's also, um, I stole that puzzle piece from my kid's puzzle box. And I think it's a tiger's nose. So there goes that double tiger there. Okay, we also have a chakra charm here. And this is the heart. We were talking about the heart. Okay, so heart talks about balance, love, and connections. All right, so when is an excess? It's codependency. Okay, um, possessiveness, right? Poor boundaries. Okay, so that's probably why I mentioned <laughs> that thing with the carpet cleaning. <laughs> okay, also jealousy too. Okay, when it's deficient. Okay, we're talking about being shy and lonely. Okay, there goes that. Oh, isolated. Okay, bitter. Okay, um, when it's but when it's in balance, it's it's coming from a place of compassion. Okay, and self acceptance in good relationships. Right. Okay, so w for whoever this may resonate, I hope it was able to help in any way, shape, or form. Thank you so much for tuning in. This was a long one. This was a long one, but I hope I was able to uh, help in any way, shape, or form. I just said that, right? Okay, yeah, I'm going to go now. Uh, <laughs> good luck to you and your amazing journey. Until next time, peace.